Solving problems is tough. Many times we jump to conclusions. That is, we jump into solving the problem without taking the time to understand the root cause of the problem. And that's what we're talking about today on Experience Leadership. Welcome to Experience Leadership, a podcast that challenges small business owners and entrepreneurs just like you, to dare to be the exception. Join our host, customer experience expert, Mark Hain, as he uncovers relevant and timely content to help you script and direct your business and teams to create jaw-dropping experiences your customers and staff deserve. Here is the host of Experience Leadership, author of Lights, Camera, Action, customer experience expert, Mark Hain. Welcome to this episode. This is where small business owners and entrepreneurs pick up core skill sets to help them create the jaw-dropping, show-stopping experience their customers and employees deserve. I am your host, service expert and master of experiences, Mark Hain, and today we are going to dig into problems, challenges, obstacles, whatever you'd like to call them, and we'll talk about how to get to the root causes of those issues to better formulate strategies. And we'll get to that in just a moment. I am so glad to have you choose to spend some time with me today. If you've subscribed to this channel, thank you so much for supporting me. I look forward to bringing you fresh content each and every week all around this idea of creating the show-stopping, draw-dropping experiences your customers and employees deserve. I recently had a discussion with a colleague about the true test of a leader. The true test is not when things are going well, but when the poop hits the fan. But when problems happen, it's so easy to blame. Point fingers. You made the mistake, so I'm going to blame you for it. Someone else makes the same mistake, and I will think that my staff are idiots. Another person makes a mistake, and I, as a leader, am thinking it's just probably easier if I do it myself. Which brings me to our question of the day. So what steps do you use to solve problems? Is your method reactive? Get the Band-Aid on and get back to work. Or is it more analytical? Let's put the Band-Aid on and find out why you cut yourself. I'd love to hear some of your experiences. Why don't you go ahead and share this episode on your favorite platform and hashtag the post with hashtag experience leadership. I'd love for you to be part of this conversation. I was recently consulting with a business operator who was so frustrated by his dwindling sales. He blamed the staff. You know, he would see all these problems in his business and he'd point at them, you know, and he'd tell me, I put policies and procedures in place. I even yelled a few times, but the problems keep on happening. As we dug into the problem, we quickly realized that he was focused on the steps that led to the outcome. He was focused on these little minutiae things that may have been a contributor to the outcome, but it wasn't dealing with the problem. Essentially, he was pulling off the head of the weed, but not pulling the weed out by the root. In a past episode with Ronnie Pawar, uh, Magnum Business Consulting, Ronnie talked about how this is a common practice, that when people see the problem, they're so busy, they just want to solve the problem and keep moving forward. And it's so much easier just to problem solve the end result than to actually dig a little bit deeper. 
So today, I'd like to give you eight steps you can take to drill down and identify the root causes of your problems. And we'll get to that right after this. When the spotlight shines on your business, are customers applauding or yawning? In other words, how is your business performing? Make your business a star with a new book, Lights, Camera, Action, Business Operational Excellence Through the Lens of Live Theater by Mark Hain. Mark uses his business and acting experience to help you see your business like a live show so you can create a performance your customers will never forget. Buy Lights, Camera, Action today at your favorite online retailer or directly at markhain.com. Welcome back. We are talking about getting to the root causes of problems. Whenever I get a call from a business operator, it's usually because they've tried everything and nothing works. A typical complaint would be, Mark, we've tried everything, but we're still losing customers, as was this one particular operator. When we dig into what everything was, I could see that they put on sales to attract customers. They had customer appreciation days. They had senior discount days and a myriad of other initiatives. They thought This would solve the problem. Our sales are dwindling. Let's do something to bring them into the store. And even those initiatives boosted the sales slightly. When the initiative was over, the sales went right back to where they were. The business owner was so frustrated. He literally said, I know exactly what my problem is. My customers are cheap. They have no idea what everything costs. Unless I'm willing to give away my shirt, they won't come. So we had to delve into step number one which is we needed to identify the problem. And we can only do that by walking around. We can't do that sitting in the office. We can't do that by just focusing on one aspect of the business. We literally have to look at the whole business. I use a customer touchpoint assessment that as my first step. It's I want to see the business through the eyes of an unbiased customer. I will be putting a link to the customer touchpoint in the show notes or you can go to my website at markhain.com and download a free touchpoint assessment. The touchpoint assessment is divided into different types of businesses. So I have a section in there for like food services. I have one in there for retail. I have one in there for service-based businesses and so on, professional services. And you can adjust it and figure it out the way that you'd like. But you know what's cool about it is by using something like this, you're able to kind of check off and rate yourself based on what you feel is important. And by the way, this is the perfect instant to bring in a secret shopper. Someone who has no vested interest in your business, is not privy to the history in your business, the, oh, you have to understand where we came from. No, you don't. And can look at your business with new eyes. If this sounds like it might be interesting, why don't you give me a call and we could maybe just explore what that might look like for you. But in this step though, We want to document everything we see. It's absolutely essential that we get things down, we get ratings to things. It's the only way that you're going to be able to look at something and go, how do I prioritize this? Is this an important aspect to what we're talking about? Or is it just a negative kind of a spinoff? The second step is to describe the situation. This is the perfect time to bring your team together and play the W5 game. You know, the W5, who, what, where, when, why, and you got the bonus, of how. In this case, we were concerned about answering the questions, who? Who are the stakeholders? Who's on shift? Who are the customers we've been affecting? What? What are the processes and procedures for service? For service delivery? What process have changed over time to lead up to where we're going? When? 
when did things start changing? When did the particular problem start to occur? How? How does the problem manifest itself? Aside from the lack of customers, are there any other indicators that other problems are happening? How are the customers feeling? Can't forget your customers and looking at the five Y, the five W five and the how. And finally, the biggest question to ask is around why. We need to know why the problem is happening. Has anything changed recently in the in the five previous questions? Depending on the situation, we may need to stem the bleeding. So step number three is to band-aid. Put in a temporary measure to stem the bleeding. Before you get to the huge broken plate glass window that you need to replace, you may have to put up a piece of plywood. Make it clear that this is the intent. You let everybody know this is temporary. I'm putting a band-aid on this just to stem the bleeding. So now that, now that we've stemmed the bleeding, we can now look in and find out what the problem is. So you let everybody know that this is the intent, that this is temporary. Far too many employees, and for far too many entrepreneurs rather, will stop the bleeding and move on to something else. Now that the bleeding is stopped, I can work on something else. I've written a new policy. I fired a problem employee and so on. As we all know, Band-Aids don't last. So we need to stem that bleeding before we move on to actually trying to solve it. Then step number four is we have to dig deeper to find the root cause. This is probably the most uncomfortable step. We have to take personalities, egos, pride, all out of the step. And this is the real tough one. If you've ever watched a show like Bar Rescue or Kitchen Nightmares, where the consultant goes in, so John Taffer or Gordon Ramsay go into an operation, and the very first thing that people do is when anything gets criticized, they get all defensive on it. This is their baby. This is what they built. They're absolutely positive that they're doing nothing wrong. It's not until they park their egos and take their pride out of the equation that they can start working on correcting the step. So as leaders, as you get into this, it's really incumbent upon you to say, I need to park my ego. I need to take my pride out of this. I need to realize that my feelings might get hurt and be prepared as you go forward in this because you don't know what's going to come out. And as long as you're willing to do that, you can honestly move forward with the process. So taking what we found in steps one and two, we must start digging deeper with the whys. Why are the customers not coming back? I mean, this is what the initial problem, right? The problem is sales have dropped. The customers aren't coming back unless I do an, some sort of initiative. So why aren't the customers coming back? Well, the answer was the checkout lines are always so long, the customers are fed up of waiting. So the customers were coming in, but then enough times waiting in long lines to check out, they went somewhere else. So why are the checkout lines so long? Well, we cut back the staff. And the staff we have are stocking shelves. Why are the staff stocking shelves when we need them on cash? Well, we have to get all the backlog of the stock out of the warehouse and onto the shelves so that we have products to sell. Why is there a backlog of stock? The nighttime crew was cut. We now have nighttime cleaners, but we don't have a nighttime stocking crew. Oh, why was your nighttime stocking crew cut? The manager made the decision. Why did the manager make a decision? 
A few months ago, the company created a new management incentive plan. If we can get our labor cost within a certain percentage, we'll get a bonus. Ah. Now, you'll notice that it took six questions asking why before we got to the root of the problem. Now, I will tell you, it is so important to ask the why question at least five times. In any one of those previous questions, we could have put a Band-Aid on it and not gotten to the core issue. In fact, we could have asked even one more question, even though we might not be in control of the core decision. And that is, why did head office create the incentive plan and base it on labor cost reductions? Somewhere in their mind, they had a solution. This was a solution to a problem that they saw. We're seeing that the sales are increasing or whatever, but labor cost is too high. So let's incentivize operators getting their labor cost within a certain realm. And because of that, we'll get more profit. But anyone in business knows that labor cost is tied to volume. Volume goes up, your labor cost will go up. Your percentage might stay the same because labor cost is a percentage of sales. So why weren't they incentivizing the sales? But that's a question for another day. (laughs) By the way, this might sound ridiculous to anybody who's not in the retail game or whatever. This might seem like such an oversimplification of a root cause analysis, but this is very real. We tend to discount not addressing personal agendas such as management bonus structures. My daughter came home the other day and she just got a promotion. So her boss got promoted and she got promoted into the position of her boss. And she was upset because she didn't get the same wage as her boss was working at in the same position. When she went to ask why, they gave her a bunch of runarounds about experience level and seniority and la-di-da-di-da-di-da. And, you know, some of it might have been valid, but at the end of the day, she got like a 1% increase to move up to this position. And she was, she was pretty choked. When we kind of look at and kind of question who's making the decisions, it's obvious that they took the opportunity to undercut the promotions so that they would see more profits, more profits equal more end-of-year bonuses. So as leaders, we have to understand that sometimes what we decide to do can have bigger ramifications down the line. It can have ramifications, especially when it comes to wages with retention and engagement strategies and so on. Like I'm a big fan is, you know, if you give somebody something, it is so hard to take it away. If you have a benefit program that you cut back, you're going to end up with really unhappy employees and so on, right? So we have to understand that sometimes when we make decisions as leaders, it can have bigger ramifications down the line that can really hurt our business. So let's take a quick break and we'll get to the final three steps right after this. Attention meeting and event planners. Is your company or association planning a live or virtual conference, seminar, staff retreat? Are you looking for a fresh, energetic perspective on what it takes to put on a jaw-dropping experience for your customers or staff? Book customer experience expert Mark Hain for your next group event. Past participants have said, Mark kept us in stitches while teaching us how important and powerful actually designing our customer experience can be. Read more testimonials and find out how Mark can serve you and your group at markhain.com. That's M-A-R-C-H-A-I-N-E.com. Welcome back. We have talked about the first four steps into dealing with operational challenges we face. 
Number one was to identify the problem. Number two was to sit down and describe it in detail what the problem is by using the W5 questions. Number three was to take interim steps to stop the bleeding, make sure that your operation can still run safely. And number four was to dig deeper by asking why at least five times. And please, please, please do not shortcut this step. As you can tell, I am super passionate about this topic and, of course, designing customer experiences as a whole. If you think that this is valuable and you know someone who is planning an annual conference and could use a topic like this, or if you know a business operator who needs help, I'd love it if you could pass on my name. I'd love to have those conversations. Now that we have the root cause, we can start building on our strategy. And this is number five. Number five is to come up with a list of proposed solutions. This is the time that you need your team. (laughs) I am very visual, so I do this through a group mapping exercise where we put things on post-it notes and we try to prioritize and we try to figure it out. We want to be able to evaluate each idea and weigh the effects of the solution in all areas. So somebody comes up with a solution, we want to be able to map out how that might affect, what would be the domino effect of that decision. The solutions you come up with have more buy-in and support. It'll create more ownership and accountability if you involve your whole team. It's quite magical, actually, kind of the attitudes and the buy-in that you get from your staff when they're involved in this whole process. Then number six is to make and execute the plan. We need specific initiatives with specific outcomes. We need them defined. We need a definition of who is responsible for each action, who's going to make the things happen. And this also includes, by the way, how the team communicates. Because as you move forward, you just bought in, you just had the buy-in with meeting all your staff to help make this thing happen. You need to communicate forward what that is. And then, of course, step number seven is to measure what happens. Now that you have your team involved, schedule regular debriefs. You know, in all my businesses, I've always had daily shift stand-ups. This is where we can discuss the concerns of the day and create updates and, and let people in on what happened. We have weekly department meetings. Whatever you can use to build engagement and transfer the information, you need to be able to do it. You might even think about gamifying your new initiatives in some way. How do you create a recognition leaderboard aspect in order to recognize and reward people? This step is all about monitoring and getting feedback on the effectiveness of the initiatives. But be warned, you cannot be married to any one initiative. You may need to adjust the plan and check for any gaps between what you expected to happen and what actually did happen. So if you put an initiative forward and you expected that something like this would happen, then you would probably see that gap and you go, wow, that didn't have the outcome that I hoped it would, or it had a spinoff outcome that is really challenging. And finally, step number eight is to celebrate. Hey, I'm a poet and didn't know it. Step number eight is to celebrate. Gosh, you know what? It's important. Celebrate the wins. Anytime you can, at the slightest change, celebrate. I live by the adage, what gets recognized and rewarded gets repeated. So when you recognize and reward the positive evolution of any initiative, it's just going to get repeated. People are just going to buy in even deeper. 
So celebrate the wins. Celebrate them with your staff. Celebrate them with your leaders. Nothing is more validating than to know that you came up with an idea that made a difference. Isn't that what we'd all like? To be able to turn around and say, hey, I suggested this and it worked. For the retailer that I was working with, we had a big win. To this day, improvements continue to be made. Most recently, they launched an initiative for their seniors, including creating senior parking spots next to the handicapped parking spots. This was a big coup for them because they found out that one-third to half of their clients on any given day are seniors. How cool is that? Right? Recognizing who your key demographic is and then saying, you know, what? how can we make life easier for them? Well, you know what? Having one-third to half of their daily volume to be in seniors, and that was their daytime volume, right? Nighttime it tended to be more families and that sort of thing, but the people coming during the day were seniors. And so they set up reserved parking spots for those people who are over the age of 65. How cool. You know, having the fortitude and humility to dig deeper into the problem will help you create sustainable, relevant change to your issues. By going through these eight steps, you will not only pull the weed out by the root, you'll end up with more buy-in and support from your team and finally conquer those ugly demons that keep rearing out for you. That's all the time that we have for today. As always, I am at your service. If you have any questions about this topic today or you'd like to brainstorm some aspect of your business, feel free to click the calendar link in the show notes and book a free complimentary you time, 30 minutes. You can have 30 minutes with me absolutely free with no selling, no nothing, because I want you to succeed. I want, bottom line is I live to serve. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already done so. I'd love for you to be one of the people following me. Thank you so much for joining me today. My name is Mark Hain. I hope you stay safe, stay healthy, and you dare to be the exception. Thank you for joining us this week on Experience Leadership. Make sure you visit markhain.com for a full directory of available episodes. While you're at it, if you found today's content valuable, please share it and tell your friends about the show. As Mark says, knowledge is power, but only if you share it. Be sure to tune in each week for the newest episode. Please stay safe, stay healthy, and dare to be the exception.